0: Good morning everyone and welcome to our Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends of the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to JCIM.net, where if you mouse with the link at Top for Online Edition, you'll see the link to read a Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email including both the lesson for the day as well as our text reading. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue, actually we're going to complete our reading of Chapter 26 with two sections, Section 10 for they have come and section 11 the remaining task we're also mindful of our lesson today lesson 284 i can elect to change all thoughts that hurt and by way of opening this morning i was directed uh, rather straightforwardly to this poem from Shailen harkin in her book susceptible to light that goes like this the poem is called redefine everything redefine everything Uncinch the strings around the word faith take the corset off of God what happens to it when you set it free and let it prance about loosen up reverence what happens there Experiment with tickling the chin of your beliefs till they crack open slightly with joy. What if religion were the untying of old knots? Why not redefine everything, starting with the concepts we seem to care about the most? Let's keep reworking these definitions until they feel more like they're meant to. A song of untethered love. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. Amen.
1: Well, thank you, Lori.
0: Thank you. I love that. Thank you. That was a good one. Yeah. Thank you, Lori. I was grateful. Grateful. I was directed to that. So, thanks, you guys. Let's see now. Uh, here's our reading list so far. We have Fran, Robin Marie, Jennifer, Karen, Lana, Harrison, and Jessica, and we're joined in listening this morning by Judy, and has anyone else joined us, like, say, good morning and be on the reading list?
2: Good morning, it's Sandra, I can read.
0: Oh, excellent. Thanks, Sandra. I'm so happy we've come to this section. In chapter 26, the transition, section 10, For they have come. We'll begin at paragraph 77. Think but how holy you must be from whom the voice for God calls lovingly unto your brother, that you may awake in him the voice that answers to your call. And think how holy he must be when in him sleeps your own salvation with his freedom joined. However much you wish he be condemned, God is in him. And never will you know he is in you as well while you attack his chosen home and battle with his host. Regard him gently. Look with loving eyes on him who carries Christ within him that you may behold his glory, and rejoice that heaven is not separate from you Um, I just want to pause and make note of the fact that these two sections are almost entirely with just teeny exceptions entirely in an iambic pentameter where we're introduced to it here in this beautiful section So, Fran.
3: Wow, thanks for that. I didn't know that. Thank you.
0: Um, Chapter 26, The Transition, Section 10, For They Have Come, paragraph 77. Think but how holy you must be from whom the voice for God calls lovingly unto your brother, that you may awake in him the voice that answers to your call. And think how holy he must be when in him sleeps your own salvation with his freedom joined. However much you wish he be condemned, God is in him. And never will you know he is in you as well while you attack his chosen home and battle with his host. Regard him gently. Look with loving eyes on him who carries Christ within him, that you may behold his glory and rejoice that heaven is not separate from you. Seventy-eight. Is it too much to ask a little trust for him who carries Christ to you, that you may be forgiven all your sins and left without a single one you cherish still? Forget not that a shadow held between your brother and yourself obscures the face of Christ and memory of God. And would you trade them for an ancient hate? The ground whereon you stand is holy ground because of them who, standing there with you, have blessed it with their innocence and peace. Thank you, Fran.
3: And Robin Marie. 78. Is it too much to ask a little trust for him who carries Christ to you, that you may be forgiven all your sins and left without a single one you cherish still? Forget not that a shadow held between your brother and yourself obscures the face of Christ and memory of God, and would you trade them for an ancient hate? The ground whereon you stand is holy ground because of them who, standing there with you, have blessed it with their innocence and peace. 79, the blood of hatred fades to let the grass grow green again and let the flowers be all white and sparkling in the summer sun. What was a place of death has now become a living temple in a world of light because of them. It is their presence which has lifted holiness again, to take its ancient place upon an ancient throne. Because of them have miracles sprung up as grass and flowers on the barren ground, which hate had scorched and rendered desolate. What hate has brought have they undone, and now you stand on ground so holy, heaven means to join with it and make it like itself. The shadow of an ancient hate has gone, and all the blight and withering have passed forever from the land where they have come. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Jennifer.
4: The blood of hatred fades to let the grass grow green. Again, And let the flowers be all white and sparkling in the summer sun. What was a place of death has now become a living temple and a world of life because of them. It is their presence which has lifted holiness again to take its ancient place upon an ancient throne. Because of them have miracles sprung up as grass and flowers on the barren ground, which hate had scorched and rendered desolate. What hate has wrought have they undone? And now you stand on ground so holy, heaven means to join with it and make it like it the shadow of an ancient hate has gone and all the blight and withering has passed forever from the land where they have come 80 what is a hundred or a thousand years to them or tens of thousands when they can't come time's purpose is fulfilled. What never was was passes to nothingness when they have come. What hatred claimed is given up to love and freedom lights of every living thing and lifts it in heaven where the lights grow ever brighter as each one comes home. The incomplete is made complete again. And heaven's joy has been increased because what it is, all has been restored to it. The bloodied earth is cleansed and the insane have shed their garments of insanity to join them on the ground where you stand.
3: Thank you, Jennifer uh, Karen.
5: Amy. what is a hundred or a thousand years to them or tens of thousands? When they come, time's purpose is fulfilled. What never was passes to nothingness when they have come. What hatred claimed is given up to love and freedom lights up every living thing and lifts it into heaven where the lights grow ever brighter as each one comes home. The incomplete is made complete again and heaven's joy has been increased because what is its own has been restored to it. The bloodied earth is cleansed and the insane have shed their garments of insanity to join them on the ground whereon you stand. 81. Heaven is grateful for this gift of what has been withheld so long, for they have come together in their own. What has been locked is open. What has been held apart from light is given up, that light may shine on it and leave no space nor distance lingering between the light of heaven and the world.
3: Thank you, Karen. Helena.
6: I'm sorry for the background noise. They're working upstairs. 81. Heaven is grateful for this gift of what has been withheld so long for they have come to gather in their own what has been locked is opened what was held apart from light is given up that light may shine on it and leave no space nor distance lingering between the light of heaven and the world 82. The holiest of all the spots on earth is where an ancient hatred has become a present love, and they come quickly to the living temple where a home for them has been set up. There is no place in heaven holier, and they have come to dwell within the temple offered them to be their resting place as well as yours what hatred has released to love becomes the brightest light in heaven's radiance and all the lights in heaven brighter grow in gratitude for what has been restored.
5: Thank you, Lana.
3: Harrison?
1: Still here. 82, the holiest of all the spots on earth is where an ancient hatred has become a present love. And they, capital T, come quickly to the living temple where a home for them has been set up. There is no place in heaven holy And they have come to dwell within the temple offered them to be their resting place as well as yours. What hatred has released to love becomes the brightest light in heaven's radiance and all the lights in heaven brighter grow in gratitude for what has been restored. 83, around you angels hover lovingly to keep away all dying thoughts of sin and keep the light where it has entered in your footprints lighten up the world, for so where you walk, forgiveness gladly goes with you. No one on the earth but offers thanks to one who has restored his home and sheltered him from bitter winter and the freezing cold. And shall the Lord have Heaven and His Son give less in gratitude for so much more? Thank you,
0: Harrison.
7: And Jessica. 83 around you angels hover lovingly to keep away all darkened thoughts of sin and keep the light where it has entered in your footprints lighten up the world for where you walk forgiveness gladly goes with you no one on earth but offers thanks to one who has restored his home and sheltered him from bitter winter and the freezing cold? And shall the Lord of heaven and his Son give less in gratitude for so much more? 84. Now is the temple of the living God rebuilt as host again to him by whom it was created. Where he dwells, his Son dwells with him, never separate. And they give thanks that they are welcome, made at last. Where stood a cross stands now the risen Christ, and ancient scars are healed within his sight. An ancient miracle has come to bless and to replace an ancient enmity that came to kill. In gentle gratitude to God the Father, And the Son return to what is theirs and will forever be. Now is the Holy Spirit's purpose done, for they have come, for they have come at last.
0: Thank you, Jessica Uh, and Sandra. If you'd like to
2: do that paragraph and just roll right into the next section, please. Okay. Just hopefully you don't mind the squeaking. It's My puppy. (laughs) Um, 84. Now is the temple of the living God rebuilt as host again to him by whom it was created. Where he dwells, his son dwells with him, never separate. And they give thanks that they are welcome, made that they are welcome made at last. Where stood a cross, stands now the risen Christ, and ancient scars are healed within his sight. An ancient miracle has come to bless and to replace an ancient enmity that came to kill. In gentle gratitude to God, Father and the Son, returns to what is theirs and will forever be. Now is the Holy Spirit's purpose done. For they have come. For they have come at last. Chapter 26, The Transition, Part 11, The Remaining Task, 85. What then remains to be undone for you to realize their presence? Sorry. What then remains to be undone for you to realize their presence? Only this. You have a differential view of when, of when attack is justified and when you think it is unfair and not to be allowed. When you perceive it as unfair, you think that a response of anger now is just, and thus you see what is the same as different. Confusion is not limited. If it occurs at all, it will be total. And its presence is whatever form will hide their presence. And its presence in whatever form will hide their presence. They are known with clarity or not at all. Confused perception will block knowledge. It is not a question of the size of the confusion or how much it interferes. it's, It's simple presence shuts the door to theirs and keeps them there unknown.
0: Thank you, Sandra. And let's see, is there a new reader for paragraph 85 and 86? 85 and 86. I can give it a whirl, Lori. All right. Thanks, Judy. Let my eyes focus. 85 and 86. What remains, what then remains to be undone for you to realize their presence? Only this. You have a differential view of when attack is justified and when you think it is unfair and not to be allowed. When you perceive it as unfair, you think that a response of anger now is just. And thus you see what is the same as different. Confusion is not limited. If it, it occurs at all, it will total and its presence in whatever form will hide their presence they are known with clarity or not at all confused perception will block knowledge it is not a question of the size of the confusion or how much it interferes Its simple presence shuts the door to capital theirs and keeps capital them there unknown. What does it mean if you perceive attack in certain forms to be unfair to you? It means that there must be some forms in which you think it fair. For otherwise... How could some be evaluated as unfair? Some then are given meaning and perceived as sensible, and only some are seen as meaningless. And this denies the fact that all are senseless, equally without a cause or consequence, and cannot have effects of any kind. Their capital presence is obscured by any veil which stands between their shining innocence and your awareness. It is your own. And equally belongs to every living thing along with you. God limits not. And what is limited cannot be heaven so it must be hell.
2: Wow. <laughs> Thank
0: you, Judy. Um, is there another new reader then for 86 and 87? 86 and 87? Brady, Fran, back to you. 86. What does it mean if you perceive attack in certain forms to be unfair to you? It means that there must be some forms in which you think it fair. For otherwise, how could some be evaluated as unfair? Some men are given meaning and perceived as sensible. And only some are seen as meaningless. And this denies the fact that all are senseless equally without a cause or consequence, and cannot have effects of any kind. Their presence is obscured by any veil which stands between their shining innocence and your awareness. It is your own and equally belongs to every living along with you, every living thing along with you. God limits not, and what is limited cannot be heaven, so it must be hell. 87. Unfairness and attack are one mistake. So firmly joined that where one is perceived, the other must be seen. You cannot be unfairly treated. The belief you are is but another form of the idea you are deprived by someone, not yourself. Projection of the cause of sacrifice is at the root of everything perceived to be unfair and not... You're just desert. Yet it is you who ask this of yourself in deep injustice to the Son of God. You have no enemy except yourself, and you are enemy indeed to him because you do not know him as yourself. What could be more unjust than that he be deprived of what he is, denied the right to be himself, and asked to sacrifice? His Father's love and yours as not his due. Thank you, Fran. I'm
3: Robin Marie. 87. Unfairness and attack are one mistake, so firmly joined that where one is perceived, the other must be seen. You cannot be unfairly treated. The belief you are is but another form of the ad- idea you are deprived by someone not yourself. Projection of the cause of sacrifice is at the root of everything perceived to be unfair and not your just deserts. Yet it is you who ask this of yourself in deep injustice to the Son of God enemy except yourself, and you are enemy indeed to him because you do not know him as yourself. What could be more unjust than that he be deprived of what he is, denied the right to be himself, and asked to sacrifice his father's love and yours as not his due? 88. Beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. In this view, you seek to find an innocence which is not theirs, but yours alone, and at the cost of someone else's guilt. Can innocence be purchased by the giving of your guilt to someone else? And is this innocence which your attack on him attempts to get? Is it not retribution for your own attack upon the Son of God you seek? Is it not safer to believe that you are innocent of this and victimized despite your innocence? Whatever way the game of guilt is played, there must be loss. Someone must lose his innocence, that someone else can take it from him, making it his own. Thank you, Robin Marie
4: and Jennifer. 88. Beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. In this view, you seek to find an innocence which is not theirs but yours alone and at the cost of someone else's guilt. Can innocence be purchased by the giving of your guilt to someone else? And is this innocence which your attack on him attempts to get? Is it not retribution for your own attack upon the Son of God you seek? Is it not safer to believe that you are innocent in this and victimized despite your innocence? Whatever way the game of guilt is played, there must be loss. Someone must lose his innocence, that someone else can take it from him, making it his own. Anyone, you think your brother is unfair to you, because you think that one must be unfair to make the other innocent, and in this game do you perceive one purpose for your whole relationship? And this you seek to add unto the purpose given The Holy Spirit's purpose is to let the presence of your Holy Guest be known to you. And to this purpose, nothing can be added for the world is purposeless except for this. To add or take away from this one goal is but to take away all purpose from the world and from yourself. And each unfairness that the world appears to lay upon you, you have laid on it by rendering purposes without the function of the Holy Spirit and simple justice has been thus denied to every living thing upon the earth
0: thank you Jennifer and Karen if you'd like to read um, 89 through 91 please
5: thank you Eighty-nine, you think your brother is unfair to you because you think that one must be unfair to make the other innocent. And in this game, you perceive one purpose for your whole relationship. And this you seek to add unto the purpose given it. The Holy Spirit's purpose is to let the presence of your holy guests be known to you. And to this purpose, nothing can be added, for the world is purposeless except for this. To add or take away from this one goal is but to take away all purpose from the world and from yourself. And each unfairness that the world appears to lay upon you You have laid upon it by rendering it purposeless without the function that the Holy Spirit sees. And simple justice has been thus denied to every living thing upon the earth. 90. What this injustice does to you who judge unfairly and who see as you have judged you cannot calculate. The world grows dim and threatening and not a trace of all the happy sparkle that salvation brought can you perceive to lighten up your way. And so you see yourself deprived of light, abandoned to the dark, unfairly, left without a purpose in a futile world. The world is fair because the Holy Spirit has brought injustice to the light within. And there has all unfairness been resolved and been replaced with justice and with love. If you perceive injustice anywhere, you need but say, 91, by this do I deny the presence of the Father and the Son, And I would rather know of them than see injustice, which their presence shines away.
0: Thank you, Karen. Um, And Lana, Um, I think to read... uh, Oh, dear me. I think we need to um, pick up about the middle of 89, um in order that this all be complete, the Holy Spirit's purpose. If you could read from there to the end, please.
6: Sure. Okay. The Holy Spirit's purpose is to let the presence of your holy guests be known to you. And to this purpose, nothing can be added, for the world is purposeless except for this. To add or take away from this one goal is but to take away all purpose from the world and from yourself. And each unfairness that the world appears to lay upon you, you have laid on it by rendering it purposeless, without the function that the Holy Spirit sees, and simple justice has been thus denied to every living thing upon the earth. 90. What this injustice does to you who judge unfairly and who see as you have judged, you cannot calculate. The world grows dim and threatening, and not a trace of all the happy sparkle that salvation brought can you perceive to lighten up your way. And so you see yourself deprived of light, abandoned to the dark, unfairly left without a purpose in a futile world. The world is there because the Holy Spirit has brought injustice to the light within. And there has all unfairness been resolved and been replaced with justice and with love if you perceive injustice anywhere, you need but say, by this do I deny the presence of the Father and the Son, and I would rather know of them than see injustice, which their presence shines away indeed.
3: And amen.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Lana. Thank you everyone who read this morning. And um, I think we've arrived, uh, just very nearly at the top of the hour, where we can pause and put an exclamation point um, on this last sentence. By this do I deny uh, with our lesson today? I can elect to change all thoughts there, and uh, and for our reflection point, friend, will be. Will lead us and uh, please accept our gratitude as you do so. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, but the theme that we're on now is What is the Holy Spirit? Um, Today we are on lesson 284 I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. So I shall read some from what is the Holy Spirit and then we'll go over to our lesson and do our five-minute practice. What is the Holy Spirit? From knowledge, where he has been placed by God, the Holy Spirit calls to you to let forgiveness rest upon your dreams and be restored to sanity and peace of mind without forgiveness will your dreams remain to terrify you. And the memory of all your father's love will not return to signify the end of dreams has come. Accept your father's gift. It is a call from love to love, that it be but itself. The Holy Spirit is his gift by which the quietness of heaven is restored to God's beloved Son. Would you refuse to take the function of completing God when all he wills is that you be complete? So we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 284. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. Loss is not lost when properly perceived. Pain is impossible. There is no grief with any cause at all, and suffering of any kind is nothing but a dream. Such is the truth, at first to be but said, and then repeated many times, and next to be accepted, as but partly true, with many reservations. Then to be considered seriously more and more, and finally accepted as the truth. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt, And I would go beyond these words today, go past all reservations, and arrive at full acceptance of the truth in them. Father, what you have given cannot hurt, and grief and pain must be impossible. Let me not fail to trust in you today, accepting but the joyous as your gifts, accepting but the joyous as the truth. Lesson 284. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt five minutes. Lesson 284, I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. Amen. Amen. Thank
6: you, Fran. Oh, thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you, Fran.
6: Good morning, it's Lana. I love this lesson. How it takes us, and 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 I think, um, you know, the process for any lesson. You know, first, first um, to be said, but said, and then repeated many times. And next to be accepted, but as but partly true, with many reservations. Then to be considered seriously, more and more, and finally accepted as the truth. You know that process is um, pretty much, uh, at least for me, on how all the lessons are um, are brought within, and and I and for me, it's through the application of them uh, that um, those re- many reservations diminish because um uh, the truth of it is validated in my experience and then at some point um it's just accepted as the truth because it's been proven to be the truth not through even faith or belief but through an inner knowing of from integration application and integration into my life and um as I look back um whether I'm talking about you know this, I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. I know that is true. I can accept that as true because I've done it scaty eight million times you know over the years of noticing and training the mind to notice that, oh my goodness, this thought is an ouch, I don't want this thought, so i can I can replace that with a different thought that. Uh, points my mind to forgiveness and to healing and to truth and 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 the more I practice it, the quicker I I can notice those thoughts and 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 not suffer because of them. Um, you know, Jesus was just the mastermind at uh, he knows me so well. <laughs> you know, my maiden name was all brick. That's how it was pronounced, all brick. And I sometimes think my, of my head and I knock on it. And it's, it's like it takes a lot to get through this noggin.
5: <laughs>
6: and um, Jesus is just um, uh, just knows me so well <laughs> that I have to have things repeated again and again. But, you know, that works. It just works, you know. And, and um, I don't have to make uh, A Course in Miracles another belief system, another theology. Um, I I just um have to come to trust it and it proves itself, you know, in the doing of it. So anyhow, I'm complete. Thank you for listening.
0: Oh, thank you, Lana. Wow. Thank you for that powerful testimony.
4: Thank you so much, Col- Lana. Lana. Thank you for bringing up in the the doing. In the doing, you you come to remember and and know the truth. Man, that's very good. Thank you.
6: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Just great.
4: You're one of the angels <laughs> in in my mind and heart. You all are.
6: Um, oh, I have that little devil sitting on that other shoulder, too. <laughs> well, yep, you know, we know. know what? We we live, live, and I like that. Well,
5: <laughs> Pardon? Me?
4: I said, I love your devil.
6: Oh, okay. You know, you know he, he just dangles his legs. You know, he doesn't cause much trouble anymore. <laughs> he just likes to be noticed every once in a while.
4: <laughs> That's so cute. All right. I love you all. Good
1: morning. Or good afternoon. It's really five here can you uh, really emphasizes the idea that there's no time. Um this lesson and lesson two eighty one um uh, lesson two eighty one says I can be hurt by nothing but my thoughts. And this lesson is I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. So I don't have to be stuck with those thoughts that seem to hurt me I can change all thoughts that hurt because these hurtful thoughts are chosen by me and if I chose those thoughts I can change them That seems pretty difficult uh, for those of us who are dealing with loss and pain and grief and suffering of any kind. It requires a tremendous shift in our thinking. In in paragraph 88 of our reading, he tells us to beware of the temptation to perceive yourself as unfairly treated. In this view, you seek to find an innocence which is not capital T there is, and throughout this section. Um he is talking, when he refers to theirs, I believe, he's talking about God and the Son of God. In this view, you seek to find an innocence which is not theirs, but yours alone. And at the cost of someone else's guilt. Can innocence be purchased by the giving of your guilt to someone else? And is. This innocence, which your attack on him, and is this innocence which your attack on him attempts to get? Is it not retribution for your own attack upon the Son of God you seek? Is it not sacred? to believe that you are innocent of this and victimized despite your innocence. Whatever the way, whatever way the game of guilt is played, there must be loss. Someone must lose his innocence that someone else can take it from him, making it his own. Where God and Christ abide, there is no attack. There is no thoughts that hurt. Where God and the Christ abide, I cannot be unfairly treated. There is no guilt, there is no loss. The Holy Spirit's purpose, he says in 89, is to let the presence of your holy guest be known to you. That's his purpose. And to this purpose, nothing can be added for the world is purposeless except for this. My only purpose is to recognize the presence of God and the Christ. is to know that only God and the Christ are present in my experience. And when I do, I recognize that each unfairness that the world appears to lay upon me I have laid on the world by rendering it purposeless without the function that the Holy Spirit takes. I really appreciate today's reading. and the prayer at the end, of by this do I deny the presence of the Father and the Son. I would rather know of them than see injustice which their presence shines away. Just one final thought that as I was we were reading this, I was thinking of all of the things that seem to be happening in the world today Wars, chronic, all of the apparent problems of the world. And recognize that if I see them as real, I'm deti- denying the presence of the Father and the Son. I'm complete. Oh, thank you so oh, much, Harrison.
0: Yeah. Powerful share. Totally.
5: Thank you, Harrison, so much for really going over it through the text. Thank you very, very much.
0: Powerful stuff. Thanks, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. For pulling out some of the most important lines we've read today. The one line that jumps out at me is one that you reiterated, the beware, the, the temptation to perceive myself. And I stopped right there because I cannot be something that can be perceived. Who and what I am in truth is imperceivable. I am not an image. I am not a false image of my own making. Who I am in truth is a formless presence itself. I am the presence itself. The awareness of their dwelling place is my home, is my heaven. I'm aware in that awareness that that presence goes with me wherever I go. That is where I'm at home. That is my heaven. In that changeless, constant state of mind is where I
2: come ahead
0: letting the truth be true in the five stages in the lesson you know practicing saying these words, considering these words seriously, taking them to the heart of my heart, the deepest, deepest knowing part of myself in, inside of me, knowing myself, the truth of myself, is who God created me, how God created me, and who I am in truth. What can be heard in this holy place? Attack and judgment do not exist in heaven. Perception does not exist in heaven. There's no difference, differences or distinctions or nothing in between in heaven. The heavenly home where I am. The kingdom of heaven that is all-encompassing. Where there is only justice and love, nothing to decide between, the choiceless choice for heaven today, the choiceless choice for truth, to let it be what it is. I am complete.
4: Thank you, Judy.
6: Yeah, thank you. Thank you,
5: Judy. Judy. Thank you, Judy. This
4: is Jennifer. Good morning, all of you, (laughs) Angie. What really uh, pulled my my awareness um, to take a better look at was um, the whole thing, but 88, beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. Wow. You know, um, as soon as I put my attention on the real purpose of being here, which is in the beginning, a lot of hand-holding with the Holy Spirit, now knowing me, or becoming more known through practicing my Course in Miracles, vision only, and, and meditation, quieting, quieting my mind, so I can get out, I can pull and be observe my mind and be aware of this temptation to see myself unfairly treated. And um, that whole game of retribution, very sneaky. It's an old old way of being on the planet, and i uh <clears throat> i just uh i wanna uh wash my hands and feet clean uh in presence and um and the way this feels in this moment is wow i've <clears throat> i got some practice i get i get to practice trust me because this is new for me. Oh, to be present. I I woke up this morning and I thought, Oh gosh, I don't wanna wake up this morning. I thought what day is it? Is it a day off or am I going to work? And I thought, Oh, I gotta go to work and maybe that's why I don't wanna get up right now. <laughs> and uh I went, Whoa, whoa, wait. We're out in the future, um, let's we back into this moment. And in this moment There was innocence and presence, and I could handle the moment. So in every moment, me remembering to be in present time releases me from the temptation to see that it's unfair that I feel this way. So every jot and tittle of unfairness, whether a a brother or sister is roaring in my face like a lion, <clears throat> uh, passive-aggressively or directly <laughs> or or uh, I, my mind is sneaking in with unfairness I'm complete.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer.
6: Oh, thank you, Jennifer.
2: Good morning, Mrs. Sandra. And I love you mentioning Jennifer's you know, being in the present moment. And one way that I can get into the present moment is to turn things over to the Holy Spirit. And when I truly turn things over to the Holy Spirit, I don't know how that happens, but I, because I, I truly let it go and know that the Holy Spirit is the, is the solution, is the joy of God. This lesson I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt just resonates with, for me, I choose the joy of God instead of pain. And the joy of God is this gift that I was given called my Holy Spirit, my higher mind, which is with me always. It never left. I just have to be willing to ask my higher mind. And I used, you know, Judgment. I was told, please, when you, when you feel like you're judging or you think you're judging a situation, which I do habitually, I mean, I've been programmed to judge everything, that my judgments will keep me safe. Well, what I discovered after I discovered the Holy Spirit, which took me 10 years of studying this material before I really started to integrate the Holy Spirit. So, for me, it was a process. But once I did, and I could really now, because of my faith, and it's, I don't even know if I had the faith and trust. I wanted to have faith and trust in the Holy Spirit because I so desperately wanted relief from the suffering that I felt from judging. I got it that my experience was that every time I judged, I felt more lonely more separated and more isolated and that seems to be the pain that i have uh, that has that has motivated me to do this work because i thought i would die from loneliness i really and i wanted to be dead because i thought i was alone and the truth is i'm never alone i've always got my higher mind my holy spirit and when I can truly turn things over, and sometimes that's every second because I turn it over and then I take it back. But when I can truly turn it over, I can, I can go paddle boarding. I can go play because it's not my problem anymore. I'm, I'm not even, I wasn't created to be God. I was created to serve God, ask for guidance. And, and Holy Spirit is that beautiful beautiful gift that's the joy of god that i have that i can use every time i feel any way that's not joyful and peaceful i can turn it over to holy spirit and and know that it's being handled what a gift what a gift i don't have to figure anything out i don't all i have to do is turn it over and find relief and find peace again knowing that it's really not my problem. I'm complete.
5: And you're awesome. That That was great. Wonderful. Thank you.
3: Excellent.
8: Thank you, you. you, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra. This is Mimi. I'm ready to go play. I'm ready to make play of my work. 'Cause it's not me who is uh calling the shots, it's just me following my guidance and it's me expressing love and it's me even going about doing my chores and my duties that this body to demand or that my heart wants to to do to share. It's like I just it's so freeing to remember that I wasn't created to be God. I was created to be an expression of God and to enjoy myself and that as I enjoy myself, God, and it wasn't said that God is not complete without me, Um, what a lovely excuse to say, I deserve to be happy. I mean, hello, if God himself or herself is not complete without my happiness, my peace, my wholeness, who am I to deny God, you know? It's like, gosh darn it. And my prayer today is um, I'm realizing that I have all kinds of negative thoughts under the surface. I'm not even aware of them. However, I am aware of how I'm feeling. So I know I've chosen wrongly. I've chosen to think wrong or to believe wrong. Um, So my prayer today is please, Holy Spirit, make me aware of my negative thoughts that are keeping my joy because then... I can elect to change them. So my awareness is the most important thing. Um, So I'm going to ask without being overwhelmed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Show me when there's a thought that is right for being changed. (laughs) And please give me the truth rather than um, the illusions that my my ego stirs up. So thank you, Holy Spirit. And um, Thank you when I'm aware of them. Please help me to choose again. Amen. Thanks, guys.
0: that was so sweet, Mindy. Thank you.
6: Beautiful. Thank you, Mindy.
4: This is Jennifer again. I wanted to just say, um, to retitle Chapter 26, The Transition, uh, The Remaining Task, and underneath it just say, give us everything. So having... God is saying, Give us all, everything that's in your mind. And there you are. There's the transition. Give us everything, small and little.
1: Amen. Thank you,
0: Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. I'd like to um, look again at, um, in the remaining task, where it speaks of confusion, and the confusion not being limited. If it occurs at all, it will be total, and um, the and in its presence, the presence of confusion, in whatever form, will hide their capital presence and they are known with clarity or not at all. So this confusion about who I think I am, Judy and a body, versus knowingly dwelling in the awareness of their presence, their capital presence, that being the truth of who I am, the aware being aware of awareness itself that consciousness itself is to be awakened, that the consciousness, the capital consciousness, that is the holy mind of Christ consciousness, its capital self, is who I am in truth, that I must recognize and claim and, and identify with that consciousness that is simply in stillness and judges nothing in this world as it appears what comes and goes as being temporal and changing as its capital self because it's the dream, the dream of death, the, the dream of change, the dream of, of, of the changeless becoming something that it's not. I've not become a body. I have a body and I can play with it, I can swim and eat cake and ice cream and do everything in the world with love, but to be in opposition to any of it, because this is why we came to experience this body as an experience of separation, but the text says specifically with the Holy Spirit. I do not leave my holy holiest of home grounds the heaven within me the communion the capital communion that makes me in a holy relationship with everything as itself that sees everything with love that points back to me as my capital self because it, it's a call from love From love to be itself, to love itself as itself, where innocence sees itself as itself, where truth sees itself as truth, where it's totally universalized, totally generalized, without any of the specifics that the the egoic thinking mind would name or claim as its own possession to compare and evaluate and give value to in the world of form. That form deceives us into thinking that we are of form. We are formless, changeless, spirit, one united mind in a state of grace, unperturbable, untouchable, unhurtable. Do I really know that I can't? be hurt by anything? Do I really know that I'm not going to die? These are things I ask myself. Who is it that thinks Judy's being hurt except Judy? And Judy's just an imagined personification of a thinking mind that thinks it can think alone, separate and apart from her creator, who created her in truth as something (laughs) It's not the body. God did not create me as a body. He created me purely as mind and spirit. So here's where the dream becomes an awareness in my mind as being a dream, an effect of which I am the first cause. I'm the first cause. I'm the dreamer of this dream. And it can't touch me. It can't change me. It can't hurt me because I'm an immortal part of the one-mindedness of God. I am those secret holy words. I am the Son of God, and I am not second to my Father, because I and my Father are one. Big stuff. Really, really, really big stuff. Reality versus the unreality of the dream. This is what I'm trying to, to really know and understand the highest level of reasoning and logic. What will I choose today? How will my thoughts be chosen today? I choose what I think. I rule my mind. My mind does not rule me. I am not a victim of my mind, of my body, or of the world. It speaks very clearly to me of being my own enemy and my own victim. I uh, I am a victim only to myself. And for this, I am responsible. I am complete.
6: Thank you, Judy. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you, Judy. Hi, this is Lana again. Uh, I wanted to, if it's okay with everyone, um, in my meditative writing this morning i i just have it in scribbles i haven't transcribed it yet on you know for facebook but but it was it dealt with i i read the first section you know of for they have come and it just um set my heart on fire i just loved it and um so when i went into my um writing uh you know jesus Gave me so many beautiful thoughts to share, and uh, but I. But first, I wanted to um, something that really helps me with my brothers. You know, when it says for they have come, it's the Christ in my brothers, the same Christ that's in my mind, and in joining with them, memory of God comes back. So the they <laughs> includes not only my brothers but also the memory of God. Um, and I, I like to make eye contact with everyone I meet. Um, it, it really helps me because when I look deep into my brother's eyes, I seem to go by go beyond the human eyeballs. And see, I'm on the porch. I'm sorry for the noise in the background. Um, I seem to go beyond the body's eyeballs. And what's beyond them deeper is... The eyes of Christ looking back at me. That's the context I hold about um, meeting and joining and with my brothers, uh, regardless of who they are or what frame of mind they're in or whatever. Uh, I don't. I'm not always successful, but I'm. That's my goal: to look beyond the human eyes and see deep within them. So anyway, um, I just wanted just a couple paragraphs, a few paragraphs. Um, but uh, it's joining in unity and in love with my brothers. And um, these are like the rough notes. (laughs) See beyond the body's eyes to the eyes of Christ, returning your glance. We cannot join with the eyes of bodies, but we can join and are joined as one with the eyes of Christ. Look gently and lovingly upon your brothers, sisters, for in recognizing the Christ in them, you recognize the Christ in you. In Christ we are one. Look deeper and deeply into the eyes of your brothers and sisters, for just beyond their physical sight is the vision of Christ returning your glance. In that holy instant, Do you recognize the truth about your brothers, sisters, and about yourself? For they have come. (laughs) Uh, Trust. He gave me several words. The first word is trust. Learn to trust your brothers and sisters who carry the Christ to you. Forgive. The little shadow that seems to obscure and hide the face of Christ and the memory of God. Forgive that little shadow. Why would you trade them for an ancient hate? And then uh, a quote from paragraph 78, the ground whereon you stand is holy ground because of them who standing there with you have blessed it with their innocence and peace and then because of them in joining them the darkness of death is transformed into the living and eternal light of love's brilliance all dark shadows disappear once touched by the light of truth in their presence and in our joining with them That ancient hate is undone and healed and disappears from our awareness. Because of them, the vision of the Christ returns and occupies the mind we share with each other and with God. And then from paragraph 79, he says, heaven leans to join with it and make it like itself. The illusion... Of time repurposed by the Holy Spirit its purpose is fulfilled and returns to nothingness what never was and is no more where there once was hate only love remains and the light of love shines upon the world God loves as it is in heaven so that's you know that's what um, I was given to share today and um, I appreciate so much you, you listening to it because it really, it, I felt so joined with everyone and um, in not in bodies but in the one Christ we all share in unity in God and the memory of that loving memory of God returns to my mind and I always think of that word God as a complete prayer. You know, say but the name of God and angels surround the ground on which you stand. Holy ground indeed, because everyone that touches the ground is carrying the Christ within. And it makes everything it touches holy. And so um, it really helps facilitate healing and forgiveness when I can remember the holiness. And look into my brother's eyes and see the Christ looking back at me um, and hold them in that light. And then whatever stupid crap I think I, I've judged them to do, <laughs> it, it just kind of fades away and becomes unimportant. It becomes meaningless because the love just takes it over. You know, love is so much stronger than any um, judgment or deception or delusion or illusion that... Uh, the uh, ego mentality uh, may want to shine in my mind. Um, dark shadows disappear. <laughs> so Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you so much for listening. Oh,
3: that was just heavenly, oh. Lana.
1: Oh.
9: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lana.
9: Thank huh. you, Lana. I really Thank felt you. that in my heart. With Thank you, you.
6: I love you guys. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just a bunch of light beams of love bouncing around on this conference call.
5: <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is I really accept.
9: <laughs> me too. <laughs>
3: and I love your
0: writings you put on Facebook. I look forward Why to that. too. You're so nice. Thank oh, you. Oh,
9: thank
6: you, yeah. though. Thank you. And yeah. thank you to Amen. The- Yes. And it gives, puts the words in my mind. I just, um, it's like a forming content thing, you know. Uh, spirit provides the content and it shows up as Lana on the form <laughs> with all its <laughs> grammatical errors. <laughs> I'm complete. Yeah, I'm very grateful.
9: Amen. Thank you, Me Lana. Too. Me too. Good morning, this is Charles. Um, the lesson today speaks uh, very deeply for me. I can elect to change the thoughts that hurt. Um, One thing that the course teaches me is reasoning above understanding. Uh, The hurt, the pain, the anger, the reasons that come from that only perpetuate that. And as I learn to become still and quiet and feel that deep knowing that arises from the Christ's love inside, a different reasoning arises, a, re- a reasoning that takes away any purpose the other reason has. It takes away all reason for her. It takes all re- reasons to blame for the pain it's like, uh, like washing, a cleansing of all the reasons that I've held. Because reasoning is what keeps that inside of me and keeps it alive. And I realize reasoning comes from a knowing and understanding comes from my belief. And so reason leads to experience and experience gives me understanding so first I seek the reason of the loving Christ deep within, as our beautiful sister Lana so beautifully said, and that reasoning and that light dissolves all reason within for holding on to any hurt or any pain or looking outside to justify and keep it in any way. So I thank you for this lesson and I thank you, Lana, for your sharing and for all the wonderful voices here. I am complete. Amen. Beautiful.
0: Thank you, Charles. Thank you,
6: Charles. Thank you, Charles. That was lovely.
0: good morning everyone this is Lori. let's see what time it is here Um, can't tell oh okay there's seven minutes Um, uh, I'm just overwhelmed of course with the beauty of this section they have come it's such a full and complete description of what the holy instant is like and when my mind has been liberated from the prison of my own ideas. Uh, the truth is simply there. And uh, I've made my safe exit from the ego's thought system to the thought system of truth. Uh, there's so much contained in here, but um, yesterday, someone, um, we talked about uh, time and space being the same illusion. And something I noticed this morning uh, in the first section is in paragraph eighty and eighty one um, they describe the condition where um, time's purpose has been fulfilled, and heaven is here and now so that's another um liberation I'm liberated from um the constraints of a thought of birth and death, a beginning and an end to a truth that never ends and is here and now, oh, where is time and space now? He says the atonement is the one event in time that's outside of time, and I'm reminded of another another place as regards to this time where he says all this all this this they have come can happen in one moment in in one moment because you made but one mistake uh, you believe it's possible to be a host to the ego or hostage to God and uh, when that mistake is corrected uh, they have come they were never gone um, the Holy Spirit's purpose is fulfilled Is it's a a beautiful beautiful experience but then there's this remaining task (laughs) that I think to um, to highlight and what came to mind this morning is the old saying you can't see the forest for the trees you know Um, I want to begin my comments about this by saying um, they are not going to let me forget the face of Christ and the memory of God. But by my own thoughts I can become confused, which is why today's lesson is so beautiful. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. Um when I have these thoughts that hurt whatever they are, uh the ego is trying to convince me of their validity and if I side with that thought, I'll have an experience of total confusion. And Mindy, your share was just, she's not here anymore, but her, her, her share was just really right on the money as regards, the, regards these thoughts. Uh, for me, it was uh, that death is an ending. You know, that this person whom I love is... Uh, somehow obliterated from my mind and, and my experience, and in that belief, I suffered tremendously I couldn't see the forest or the trees, you know confusion was total. But here we have this lesson: I kind of like to change all thoughts that hurt, and had I remember that? Uh, it would have saved a lot of time, but that's neither here nor there um because time is nothing you know they're remembered with clarity or not at all and so um it's just like he says the rules for decision at least i recognize i don't like how i feel and and there's this trap that's easy to fall into uh, or it was easy for me to fall into Uh, this trap that seems to be so filled with dense emotion of suffering. Um, it, it, you described it well, also, Sandra. That dense emotion of suffering, and from that place of dense emotion, um, you know, you just feel like you're you're hugged within it, and there's no escape because it's so total. But here we have this lesson. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. And when I invite, um, when I invite just a little bit of light, just, just even a tiny little bit, my mistaken thoughts will be revealed to me. First you start just like he says. Repeat it. You don't have to believe it. Repeat it a little bit more. Could be true, just like in rules for decision. At least I can decide I don't like how I feel, and it's easy to fall into the trap um, in this dense emotion of somehow having failed. I've I've talked to lots, lots of course students who have that feeling of here was the holy instant, and now here am I somewhere else. And and it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking I must have uh, I did something wrong. I'm to blame for my suffering. Uh, And you know, he says, he he tells us, when blame is withdrawn from out from without, it's so easy then to put it within. And I need help to realize that that's the same mistake. It's the idea that blame must be undone. Blame must be undone. And and the remaining task is that idea that if I'm suffering, I need ask for light to illumine this one thought. It's just one thought when this happens. But in the density of the emotion, it's impossible it seems impossible to realize what is the thought that I'm believing Uh, this is where um, this is where I find course of love very very helpful um, because the mind and heart united in wholeheartedness is in that state of they have come and uh, time and space are are irrelevant that space of holiness where an ancient hate has been released to love and the memory of love returns answering the call of love to love all of that returns because it was never absent so to illumine that thought you know forest for the trees I can't see this thought that's causing me all this loss of forest all the loss of truth but if I ask for help I'm not to blame there is no blame here I'm not to blame there is no fault in the forest I'm gonna say this too because in this loss of forest for the trees uh, while I seem to be wandering judging myself for having failed um, he holds out the reminder. He holds out the reminder that judge not yourself. some of your your so-called greatest advances have been your most significant retreats, and some of your deepest retreats have been your most profound advances. It's the idea that someone somewhere must be responsible for how I feel that makes this density of trees uh, envelop me and keep me from the truth of the forest so when I ask for light he says ask for light and learn you are light Um, they'll never fail to answer that question Uh, what is the truth of this and uh, if I just ask all the help in the universe is available to me, um so that I can complete this remaining task, clearing my mind from the idea of blame and unfairness that anyone ever is to blame. Um, I can't like to change all thoughts that hurt if I ask for light. And there is no failure. You know, the other thing I wanted to say about this forest and trees. while I'm judging myself to have been in my worst retreat ever. There's something going on. You know, Christ says, "I'm working with your mind constantly, whether you're awake or asleep." Um, Christ's mind is beaming truth to me, and um, and in that light. Um, I'm returned to the forest, to the to the truth. Um, my one remaining task then is to ask for light and uh, learn that I am light, and that there is no fault anywhere, ever. Um, this parallels the development of trust in the manual for teachers so so perfectly. Uh, but I thought to mention that as well. And um, finally, as regards this blame, here it is right here um, this assurance, this assurance in, in chapter 17, the need for faith. The thought of bodies is the sign of faithfulness, for bodies cannot solve anything. And it is their intrusion on the relationship, an error in your thoughts about the situation. By this do I, whatever this is, is an error in your thoughts about the situation, which then becomes the justification for your lack of faith. But here he says, you will make this error. You will make this error. But that's okay. That's okay. But be not concerned with that at all. The error does not matter. Faithlessness brought to faith will never interfere with truth. But faithlessness, by this do I deny whatever this is. Faithlessness used against truth will always destroy faith. So if you lack faith in this remaining task, ask that it be restored where it was lost. And seek not to have it made up to you elsewhere as if you've been unjustly deprived of it all thoughts there there is no suffering there is no pain there is no grief there is no loss my remaining task is to see to it that in my mind there's an end to the idea of injustice Um, and all the help of the universe is there for me in that task so Anyway, uh, those are my thoughts this morning, and I'm really grateful um, to be in the company of saints uh, that helped me remember this. Without each other, we would be lost. And so I'm so grateful. Thank you, everyone.
2: Thanks, Lori. Thanks,
1: everyone.
2: Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori.
0: That was okay, guys.
9: That was really beautiful. Okay. Thank
0: you. New church tomorrow. Thank you, everyone.